man, I'm really excited that we have our cups of coffee. Me, Starbucks, you. Great value, K-Cup. Great value. Two vastly different levels. Yes. And prices. Also very excited to see how our missionary who's going to be on with us will react to those because he's he's a little bit of a coffee expert. Yes. I say. Yes. I would um, say so. And I think coffee expert is relative to everybody. Some people feel like a coffee expert is somebody who knows a lot about coffee. Mm. I personally feel like it's somebody who pulls out the pour over. Yeah. The V60. You know you're, what I mean? You're like, kind of defining yourself. I think you're an expert <laughs> in, in the coffee in the coffee language. I believe so. I'm very excited for this. Yeah. Actually, I've been excited for this for a very long time. Yes. I think I've asked you every other day. Multiple times a day. When, when have you texted Adam Fogel? That's right. That's right. And he said yes. And he said yes. And he's with us. So, Which I'm so excited for. Actually, if you're listening to this, you need to hit pause. If it's possible, go yeah. get yourself a cup of coffee. If you're driving and you're passing a coffee shop or a Dunkin', go get some coffee. Go, Yeah, go get some coffee. Can not um, dunk it, maybe. Well, unless you listen, like dunk it. I think you balance it out because you get Wawa coffee. You know what I mean? I go to the city. I go to Gregory's. I go to, you know. That was a low-key cheap shop, but I'm going to let it go. You no, know what I mean? But you know what? I think we're two halves to the whole. That's right. Body of Christ type stuff. Amen. Amen. And I'm just, I'm really excited because the conversation that we're going to have with him, excited to just see how his call to ministry played a huge part in what um, he's doing today. And also, I think that he also just dropped some some things that we can apply to our lives right now, which yep. is great. So, yep. In all seriousness, you're going to really want to listen in on what he's saying. He's incredible, makes things so simple that feels so complicated. Grab your cup and uh, check out this conversation we had with our missionary friend, Adam Fogelman. I feel like it's important for the people listening back home to kind of hear a little bit more about you. You don't just love coffee. I feel like it's it's a passion of yours. So yeah. um, maybe tell us a little bit about how you got into coffee. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I didn't start drinking coffee till I was in my 30s um, and I was working on a master's degree. Uh, late to the my game. My wife was actually working. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was later in life. And, you know, back then it was Starbucks. It was getting an Americano there, adding stuff to it that type of thing. Are we allowed to say these companies? Cause we're, we're, we're not yes. being sponsored. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's where I started. Then we moved to Africa. So we moved to Tanzania and for, for our first missionary assignment and we had coffee trees like growing in our yard type stuff. Mm. Um, it started to become relationships with coffee exporters, producers, uh, that type of deal. And then when I traveled around the country doing ministry and doing things, everywhere we went, all they had was instant coffee. And uh, that's a whole nother thing. And they have a decent instant coffee for instant coffee called Afro Cafe. It's a Tanzanian deal. Mm. And uh, I got tired of that. So jokingly, I put up on Facebook back, you know, and I said, hey, this is, I found something. It was actually produced by Blue Bottle and Timbuktu, the bag company. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's a whole coffee kit. So it had a hand grinder. It had a little tiny one-cup V60. It had some cups in it, stuff like that. And I was like, man, this is what I want for, for Christmas and my birthday this year. Didn't look at the price, and it was super expensive. My One of my sisters just roasted me. She's like, you could source all this from Amazon <laughs> on your own. Well, lo and behold, at a church, send it to me without me. Knowing, I mean, just... Wow. wow. Of our supporting agent. So then all of a sudden I'm starting to travel with my own coffee. 
um, you know, and I was going to the, like I was going to get 20, uh, for $20, I was getting like six pounds of hand fresh roasted coffee straight from the coffee farms. Um, so that's when I really got into it. Mm. So then we moved to South Africa that the plan, our church we were planning and I've started to become friends with coffee roasters and professionals there. Um, so, you know, I'd walk into coffee shops, talk to the roasters, find out about their coffee beans, um, do coffee cuppings and stuff like that. And it just opened up doors for, you know, business doors and opportunities to connect with business owners and those type of things. And that's where it just completely went off the chain of, of really getting into kind of the specialty coffee side of things. Mm -hmm. Um, that type of deal. Yeah. Can I ask you a question for those maybe who are listening like myself, who are unfamiliar with what coffee cupping is, could you just walk us through what that looks like? So the idea with a coffee cup cupping, uh, you're basically doing coffee cup tasting, right? Okay. So you, you take this, you prepare everything exactly. So they have standards. You have this much coffee bean to this much water ratio, and you, you brew everything exactly the same um, at the same time. And then you comparatively taste gotcha. each coffee that you're taking gotcha. cupping. Uh, so you have the spoon, and if you've ever watched anything, you see people slurping the spoon. That's what that is. <laughs> Sounds awesome. <laughs> so actually, have, my coffee kit I have now, I actually have my own cupping spoon that travels with me. Oh, wow. that's awesome. Because you never know when a cupping's going to break up. <laughs> Spontaneous cupping, just at any moment. You never know when it'll strike. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You never and, know. <laughs> and it, it's a really fun like, spoon ready event, just, you know what I mean, Like to, to do where, wherever. Why don't you tell us your favorite roast of coffee. I think that that would be good. Also just your, your favorite method of brewing. I feel like it is the V60, but I mean, again, I don't want to, I don't want to speak for you. I'm a light roast guy. Mm. I, I like the lighter medium roast every once watch. I avoid dark roasted coffee for the most part, unless I'm doing a milk something or another. Yeah. So my favorite <laughs> style, I, I started off with the with the French press. That's a, I always tell people that's kind of the gateway drug into specialty coffee <laughs> because anybody can do it. Yeah, it's super simple. You don't need a ton of equipment. You just got to be able to measure out the coffee, put some hot water on it, let it brew for four minutes, and you're good to go. Right. So typically on Sunday mornings, I still do that because that's the least labor intensive. Yeah. Uh, mm. Thing because I'm getting ready to church. I, I'll have a French press. Um, in the mornings, I make a pour over of some sort now when, I, when I'm not rushing out the door. So I'll make either a Chemex or a V60. I enjoy a Chemex just because you can do typically a larger volume in the morning. So I'm splitting it between my wife and I. I wake up to, to make my wife coffee. She leaves the house before I do. When I'm traveling, I do an AeroPress. Mm-hmm. Um, on my days off, when I'm in South Africa, my kids make me do a mocha pot oh, so yeah. that I can make... I, I actually heat up milk and make more espresso style stuff and make them kind of cappuccinos type deal. So yeah, I, I do lots of different, I think I have 10 or 12 different ways to make coffee. Not all here in America. Some of it's in South Africa, but I do all manual brew styles, that type of deal. Nice. That's incredible. Yeah. I love that. You were smiling pretty big as you were talking. I know. It's just, I, I, I love this stuff. <laughs> Even better that you're just like an incredible person and you know, you love the Lord. It's like, oh, I appreciate that. I think one of the things, if we want to dig just a little bit deeper, we would love to hear a little bit more about your story. So I know you were telling us briefly your coffee love about how yeah. that kind of came through you being overseas and, and having that partnership. But can you tell us a little bit more about maybe your call to ministry and how that all played out into missions now? 
yeah, back in the day, I was I was in junior high um, and went to what, what we used to have youth rallies, a bunch of churches getting together for the generation that doesn't know about this. Churches <laughs> would gather together from across an area and have a youth service. And it was one of those youth services in junior high. I was living in Illinois at the time as, as a kid and uh, felt called into ministry, youth ministry specifically back then. So I did youth ministry for about 15 years after after high school. I, I started when I was 18 years old as when I became a youth pastor at, at my home church. I was in wow. Bible college at the time. Did that for 15 years before we were tra- kind of transitioning out of youth ministry. I, I thought I would possibly teach youth ministry, that type of deal. Interviewed actually at a couple universities uh, to do that. Nothing came about. So praying, knew we were transitioning. I was reading the Bible like like we do. And all of a sudden got to the point where, you know, Jesus said, go into all the world. Mm. And, you know, mm. I read that passage, preached that passage m- multiple times, and it hit me different that day type deal. Mm. And I was like, you know, there's literally no qualifications there. It doesn't say some go, it just says a go. So we decided, I mean, through a lot of prayer, um, we decided, all right, let's go. Let's try this. So my wife, Amen. she actually thought, there's no way that, that they're going to approve us to go. So go ahead and apply type thing. <laughs> and so next thing you know, they approved us uh, and we were moving to Tanzania a couple of years later. So wow. that's a super quick story. I mean, I always took kids on mission trips. We always gave to speed the light type of thing. That was always big on what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, year, In fact, a year before we applied to become missionaries, I had gone on three trips in one year. Just went to Honduras, went to Tanzania went to LA with my students to do outreach there. So, you know, just always had that heart and read that passage. And like I said, God kind of spoke to us and and said, all right, it's time, let's do it. So, man, yeah. I love that because we've had some guests on the podcast and you just get to hear all the different stories, right? And what's so refreshing in your case is how you were already serving the Lord and you were just, you know, you you were doing what God called you to do. And then, you know, to your own, like saying you stumbled upon, right? Like this, the great commission. And then one day it was just different. Mm -hmm. Like you were being obedient. You were just in your lane. And then you, you came across it and you're like, man, like, okay, God, like that felt different. Saying it out loud or reading it or hearing somebody say it. It sounds almost as if you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it wasn't almost as if like a, thus saith the Lord moment, as much as it was like, man, I just rediscovered something about this that I feel like today hits different. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's exactly it. You know, I, I would love, there's times in the mission field, we'd love to have had an audible call from sure, God. Sure, you know, you know, sure. You know, but that hasn't been our experience. And and I think most of us, if we would just read the Bible and realize how yeah. extraordinary it really is, yeah, that it, we would do things differently, right? Yeah, I, I um, wholeheartedly agree. And I'm so sorry, not to cut you off at all. I wholeheartedly agree. And I actually, in my life personally, that's a, that rings so true. Because there's some moments where, at least in, you know, especially growing up where I've even overcomplicated things of like, God, I just need you to speak. He's like, I've, I have. This is an awesome yeah. book. There's 66 yeah. books in that one book. And, uh, and yeah. one of my favorite things I was, we were sharing at the mission trip interest meeting that we had at, back at the beginning of the year in scripture, you know, there's different translations, but particularly around the verse where he's saying, go into all the world, the word go is in all translations. Like there's no way to, to misunderstand. Mm-hmm. The message yeah. is clear. And if you were looking for a sign of like, God, should I do this? It's like, 
yes, you know? Yeah. So I love hearing you say that. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I, in fact, I posted something on Facebook today and it was this idea and it's something that God's been stirring in my heart recently. So growing up, I had some amazing opportunities and I don't think I realized how great they were mm -hmm. because for me, they were just normal opportunities, wow. right? So my kids, they've lived in Africa now half their life in Tanzania and South Africa. And uh, my youngest, we were on a safari one time and it, we were just self-driving and my kids were back in the back seat. There were giraffes all around us type thing, some elephants and some impala. And my kids are back there on their iPads. And I distinctly remember <laughs> getting mad at them. I'm like, you're surrounded by these amazing animals. And you guys are sitting there. I don't need, they're probably <laughs> playing some dumb game, whatever, <laughs> maybe watching a movie. And I'm like, there's kids that would die. And then it hit me, you know, this is ordinary for them. Yeah. And how often do we go to church and we have these, what could be extraordinary wow. moments this weekend being Easter, people are going to come to church all over. And we have this, this opportunity to have an extraordinary encounter with yeah. God, treat it like an ordinary everyday service. Hey, we get an Easter egg hunt. We'll have a family dinner. And, and that's the day. Uh, while, while it's so much more than that, if we allow it to be. Can I ask a follow-up with that? I feel like you're touching on something super important and very relevant. Yeah. Do you know, or can you recall a moment where that became, that you became aware of that? Like where you were like, you know no, what? Dude, yeah. No, like I said, it was, I mean, it's just something I've been mulling over recently. And it, it was a mm -hmm. conversation and I was having actually with Fabian. I stayed at his house when I was there in New Jersey for the month. And, um, he was talking about my childhood and so my dad worked in the Air Force, so I was, I'm an Air Force kid. And when we lived in Maryland, he was actually the crew chief for Air Force One. So anytime wow. we had guests come to our house back then, we would take a tour of Air Force One. So I'd been on the, the plane Air Force One hundreds of times. Wow. Every year, the so president cool. would send my dad a Christmas card. I went to a White House, a Christmas party in the White House as a kid. Mm. Uh, those were the opportunities. They were were afforded me. In fact, growing up in Maryland, all of our field trips, we'd go to the Smithsonian's, right? Mm. So I remember when I went to my first museum that wasn't a Smithsonian, I'm like, this is horrible. Because I thought every yeah. museum should be like this. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's within the last two weeks that it's just really hit me. I'm like, man, how many times do I read my Bible? And I do it out of duty. I do it because I'm supposed to. Mm. I do it to as a task for the day. And that's the word of God to us. Yeah, It's yeah. active and it's alive Man. and it's sharp. You know, it's the cut to the joints and marrow and talks about that in Hebrews. Mm -hmm. And, and I just read it as a task and hear, and that's everything I need to, to have a relationship with God who created the universe, who created the coffee bean or whatever. Mm. Uh, and, and I waste it. Yeah. So Man, yeah, super Man, I needed that today. Yeah. I know somebody listening definitely needed to hear that today. Yeah. And man, seriously, I love that it also convicts you to be in the moment and to experience. I feel like there are certain times that why don't we get everything that we we can get sometimes from a Sunday yeah. service or from our time with the Lord is because we're thinking of so many other things and those things are higher priority or they're occupying space in our mind. And that's what I've been convicted of recently mm -hmm. is that when 
when I'm here. And even one of our, our missionaries that we had on the podcast, he was sharing with our staff and he was talking about just living, being present in the moment yeah, and, you know, just being a good steward of whatever God has in your hand at that time. And sometimes we're running around, we're checking things off our to-do list, making sure that yeah. production is good. And these, all the things that play into Sunday, which are important. However, do we miss the time that God is, wants to set us up to be with people, to minister to them, to see what's going on in their lives. Yeah. And also what is he doing in our lives personally? So I feel like that's something that I've, I've wanted to be way more intentional about. Mm -hmm. So Gabe, you're on the stage mm -hmm. every Sunday leading worship, but that's actually my time that I could be with the Lord is during that worship time and, and really like fully focus, you know, mm -hmm. but yeah. those little moments, sometimes it, it's, it can't be a whole time, but those moments of, of being intentional. And I, I love even just in the, the conversations that we've had with you, you, you do a really good job of that being in the moment in conversations with people being in the moment yeah. and, and not only being obedient, but taking that a step forward and saying, God, what do you have? Like, what do you have for me? What are, what are some things that you love that you're passionate about? And then I feel like effortlessly, you're just kind of using that to, to be a blessing and do ministry. So could you share on that a, a little bit? Yeah, it goes back to even the call that we had. We make ministry in the church seem so difficult, right? Mm. And I'm talking about normal, everyday people that are just attending our church. Man, there's no way I could do what, what Gabe does or what Jordan does. There's just no way I can do that. There's no way I can be a missionary. I, you know, I'm just whatever. Uh, and the truth is, when God, He gave us gifts, He gave us talents, He gave us things that we enjoy— not not to be a taskmaster, but so that we can do life with people, community, and we have those opportunities to do ministry. We really do if we take them. But it, it's like you were saying, just being present in that moment. It's it's relying on the Spirit in our lives to to guide and direct our steps. It's it's hey God, I don't know what you're doing today, yeah, but I want to follow you and and speak to me today. Who is it that that I can bless? And, you know, it's going into a coffee shop and, and, and I fought it. Look, and, you know, we're professional Christians as pastors in, in theory. And there's been times I've argued with God, God, there's no way you would have me say something to that person because I don't know them. And I'm pretty mm -hmm. introverted, honestly, especially if I don't know people. And the truth is, you know, we argue with God about it. But here's the deal. Satan's not going to tell you to go talk to somebody about Jesus. Mm. You know, he's just not going to do that. He doesn't want that. <laughs> um, so even I, I was so proud of my youngest daughter. She was on a field trip the other day and she was at a restaurant, Mexican food restaurant. And she was she was about to leave. And she's like, man, I feel like I should pray with our waitress. She's 15 years old. And uh, Amen. and she told one of her friends, you know, she's like, hey, I, sh I should pray for that person. And the girl's like, all right, do it. Type deal. So uh, <laughs> she literally, as they're walking out, she stops the waitress and just at, hey, what can I pray with you about? Starts praying with this lady in the restaurant at 15 years of age. And, you know, just follow that leading of the Holy yeah. Spirit in our lives yeah. and see, see where God takes us. It's walking into a coffee shop. I've had it happen in, in South Africa. Hey, Adam, this is my friend Muhammad. Muhammad just finished his pilgrimage to Mecca. He really likes coffee. You really like coffee. You guys should talk. So all of a sudden, I'm able to sit down at a table with Muhammad, just got done going to Mecca, talk to him about his religion, 
and then about Christianity, about mm, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it's just being present in that moment, going through the doors that are open in front of you. It's, it's such a beautiful thing to hear you speak about the way that you allow God to use the things that he's put in you through you to like talk about him, right? Yeah. Like I think of so many yeah. moments where I was growing up and there were moments where I knew what God had put in, in my hands to use, but I was so concerned with how to do sharing Jesus with others, how I saw other people's gifts being used for that. Yeah. And it, there was, a, there was a, a few moments where I had some, someone speaking to my life and like say, hey, if you spent as much effort as you're trying right now, to just let God do what he's art, like what he's put in your hands and not try to like look like this or look like that, then maybe you would be less frustrated as like a 21st century westernized Christian. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I, and I love, I love how simply you put it. Like if there was somebody who could see into my brain right now, it would be like synapses, like <laughs> spit firing everywhere. Cause everything <laughs> you're saying is really is bringing, yeah. is recalling moments hmm. of simple obedience of yeah. truly, truly just picking your head up enough. And I say that because like, you know, today with our cell phones, like we can, we can kind of let that moment get away from us. And, uh, I love that. I love that story about your daughter too. That's, yeah, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. And I also just kind of feel like I, I don't have anything as that was beautiful. What you just said, man, just the way that you said it. Amen. I, but I know that we all share a common, if things are overcomplicated, we don't really have uh, an inclination to do it. So I love how you just kind of shared. It's easy. Like it's it, it, in the sense of it, it may be a little bit complicated. Like for example, if we bring it back to coffee, I, I don't know if you share the same sentiment, but espresso is a whole nother world of equipment and stuff and learning similar principles, but like I will not get invested in that because it's a lot of money, it's a lot of time. I'm good with my my different coffee brewing methods and it's not easy but it's not as as yeah. like overly complicated I feel like. So I I yeah. I feel the same way about many other things in my life where if it's complicated then sometimes I have an inclination to not do it. Mm. That doesn't mean that I I shy away from work. I feel a lot a lot of us understand the value of putting in, you know, work and and we know that a part of our faith is Sometimes, like you said, when you're in those moments where you're like, I don't know if I want to go talk to this person about Jesus, but if you feel the prompting, like the hard work is just saying yes and being obedient to that. Yeah. However, I also just kind of feel in the way that you just kind of described that, um, Adam, I think that it was so important because it isn't, it isn't overly complicated. Yeah. You know? And I, yeah. I think like, especially going back to the whole like Western Christianity thing, we, we may confuse and feel free to agree or disagree with this too, but like we do confuse hard work and being uncomfortable. Yeah. Like in the moment, it'll be like the Holy Spirit will be like, Hey, go speak to somebody. Like there's a door that's open and we're like, well, God wouldn't let me do anything that makes me uncomfortable. Right. And it's like, that's no, what you mean is like, that may be a little bit harder than you think it is as an introverted person in that moment. But, but the Lord is calling you, but you know what I mean? But we've, I don't know, there's, is there anything mm-hmm. in that? Like, what do you, what do you think about that? I agree with that hundred percent. I think the other thing is because of the work we think it takes, we, we think we have to have results, right? You know, everything, everything we do, we do 
to have a result. Yeah. And the truth is, especially when it comes to witnessing, that's Man. not our job. Right. Our job isn't to, to we, we're not the ones that save them. We're not yeah. the ones that do anything. Yep. We're not the ones that convict them of sin. Our job is to share whatever God puts on our heart with that person at that mm-hmm. time. You know what? You might just be planting a seed. Yeah. Or you might be watering a seed that somebody else mm. waters. And um, God's the one that's going to cause that seed of the gospel to grow, right? Mm-hmm. It's not anything I do. It's not anything you guys do. Um, but it, it's God that does that. Amen. So we we think, man, unless I close the deal, then I fail. That's not your job. Your job, plant man. the seed or water the seed. Yeah. And just be faithful in that little moment and let God do his work. Mm. So good. I know that you have an assignment that you're working towards this coffee shop that's going to be your business's mission in Namibia. Can you tell us a little bit about how that came to be? Yeah. I mean, obviously you've heard I'm kind of passionate about coffee. I I am a coffee. (laughs) People accuse me of being a a coffee snob and I'm technically not a snob. I don't embrace that. I like to say I'm a connoisseur because I feel like I'm an expert in the matter at least. That's a definition of a connoisseur. I mean, I watch coffee YouTube channels. I have coffee, coffee books. I, you know, I travel around for coffee. In fact, I thought I thought opening up a coffee shop, and I part of it because I thought, man, that's just too cliche. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody would look at Adam and say, you should open up a coffee shop. Sometimes you fight that, right? And uh, so I'm like, man, I, I could do a uh, community center. We could do a after school tutoring program. We could do this. We could do a travel agency. You know, all these other ideas. And and finally, it was like, you know what? I enjoy coffee. I do. Honestly, the the espresso stuff makes me nervous. I'm not an expert at that. I've taken some courses. Yeah. I volunteer at a coffee shop at our local church that we go to uh, on Wednesday nights when I'm not traveling. And just so I can learn and I can get better. So with it all, it's like, all right, what's the best way for me to, to meet people, yeah. have community with people? Let's be honest. Coffee shop, people go to coffee shops didn't do business deals, didn't hang out, yeah. do work. And I'm like, I'll be able to meet professionals in this community where I know no one and build relationships with them through coffee. Mm. So why not do a coffee shop? And then and then as I'm thinking, I'm like, then we can use our space for Bible studies, right? Yeah. Because uh, we're going to have to, as we're launching a church, we got we to do Bible studies. So let's do Bible studies. And then why would, couldn't we start church a coffee shop? We'll be closed on Sundays, and and that Sunday morning it'll be it'll be church when when we get to that point. Um, so why not do it that way? So that's kind of the evolution of why and what we're looking at doing with it. So cool. Oh, so cool. Do you have like a name picked out yet, or is that kind of still coming? <clears throat> Our church in Durban, we have a coffee shop there, and it's already a South African trademarked registered company. Oh, wow. So what we're going to end up probably doing is franchising that ah, uh, coffee company. So that's cool. It's called Urban Tribes Coffee Company. Love that. Um, and uh, so there's going to be, there's there'll be one in Cape Town as well. So we'll have at least three stores um, in the southern part of Africa. That's great. Um, so that's kind of, because it's already registered, we're hoping it'll make it a little easier to then register it in South Africa. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Maybe, sorry. Um, so that's kind of what we're looking at doing. Man, I love that. The the second, if I don't know if there is already merch, but the second you have merch and it's available online for purchase, let us know. <laughs> we're going to rep it. One, yeah, one of the things we're looking at doing is uh, I'm actually thinking about doing my own coffee blend. 
uh, here that I'll have somebody distribute in the States for Love us. That. I just felt and, Jordan's uh, excitement. Even <laughs> I just felt then it. Even churches, if they have a coffee shop, why not buy coffee that's going to help? Yeah, that's incredible. And good coffee, too. I would say if you're doing a local roaster and you're trying to reach a community there, do that. I, w- I wouldn't argue f- with that. But if, if you're just buying whatever, yeah, uh, wholesale beans, then let's talk. Yeah, in terms of social entrepreneurship, let's lean into that. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, it's so exciting to just hear your vision yeah. for what God has for you. And and I love that um, even just talking to you, I think it's very clear that the way that you and your wife and your family do ministry is so effective because of the way that you are just, again, intentional, you're open and you're using what God has for you. Like that's so cool because again, I think even going back to the conversation that we were having about maybe overcomplicating things, we feel like we have to have a master's of this, or we have to, you know, we have to have a very detailed ministry plan. And I I love that, you know, and I'm sure you do have those things. I'm not saying that you don't, but I do know that you're just kind of like, I love coffee. I love the Lord. And I want to use both those things to make an impact in the community that he's called you to. So it's so cool to hear that. Ah, man, Adam, you're amazing. I mean, I knew that already just, (laughs) just from speaking to you a little bit, but it's kind of nice to quote unquote, get to share a cup of coffee with you and hear all about Although yours is way better than than ours, yeah. But uh, it's really a privilege just to hear your heart a little bit and just how plainly you you put things. It's obvious, like the way that God's graced you for making complicated things not complicated, Mm -hmm. or maybe it's just (laughs) making simple things way more clear. Or I don't know. Yeah. But I know that even just today, just talking to you has been such an encouragement to me personally, and so I thank you for that and for your time and your heart. Well, I appreciate you guys allowing me the opportunity to, to jump on here with you guys and be a part of, of CTI. So we appreciate your your kingdom building efforts across the globe. And uh, we just say thank you. Thank Amen. you for, for everything you guys do. Amen. Something so simple and profound that he left us with to think of is finding the place where the passion or the gift that God has put in your heart intersects with sharing the love of Christ with someone else. Um, So even Jordan, even just as we sat and talked, like I'm thinking about the moments in my life where I was trying to complicate it. When instead, like for anyone listening today, maybe even take a second, write it down, open up a note on your phone, write the things that you love, the passions you have, and begin to ask the Lord, God, how can you reveal to me what it looks like to evangelize and use those gifts for you? Yeah, absolutely. And that's something that we all need to start doing a, a little bit more daily. That really is a daily process. Yeah. And I love how he said that. He said, every day, you got to wake up and say, God, what do you have for me today? Yeah. You know, and that is so important. I think that we chose just an incredible person to sit down with for our last episode of this six part series. Yeah. We've had such an awesome time talking to these missionaries, but also have been so encouraged by hearing those of you listening how it's impacted you, how it's um, spoken to you and how you've been encouraged in your faith, as well as your partnership with Kingdom Builders with all of our 200 plus missionaries. We've been seriously overwhelmed in such a great way by the response and the feedback. And so we're just super excited here at Calvary, you know, at CTI, what this could look like in the future. But in the meantime, continue to share it, continue to pass the episodes along to somebody who, you know, uh, maybe is walking through something specific or Maybe there's just nuggets that you connect with somebody and we just absolutely appreciate your time and all of it and can't wait for whatever happens in the future. 
Yeah, that's right. And if something is happening, like if God is calling you to missions or if you have a cool testimony related to maybe some of the things that you've heard from our missionaries, reach out to us, DM us. You could email us, office at calvarynj.com, wherever it is, we would love to hear more of your story because that not only encourages us, but it, it'll encourage our family as well, that God is just continuing to move, that he's doing great things and that we're ministering both here and overseas. And in the meantime, you are always welcome to join us for in-person services at 1111 Preakness Avenue in Wayne, New Jersey, or join us online every single Sunday and the first Wednesday of every month for our house prayer. And um, until then, see you next time. We'll see you next time.